Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we welcome leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Agnes Vish Nevkin. Agnes, did I say it right? Perfect. And uh, she comes to us from a company called Disaster Avoidance Experts. Agnes, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. So what is this Disaster Avoidance Experts? Well, we do help folks, leaders and organizations avoid disasters. And we work with forward-looking leaders who want to avoid those dangerous threats and avoid missed opportunities. And we use the power of the latest research in cognitive science to, you know, in our coaching and to offer training to all sorts of folks who want to, you know, look around the corner and be prepared for the long term, you know, in their career or with their organization or their team. And what kind uh, of disasters are you talking about? Are you talking about like, you know, computer crash? Are you talking about, you know, getting a heart attack? What kind of what kind of disasters are you talking about? Yeah, well, there are a lot of disasters that we can avoid by making better decisions. So even you can even avoid a heart attack by eating better and exercising like your doctor tells you and tells me for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> and some disasters, you know, they just happen. Like, for example, the COVID pandemic, none of us could have stopped it. But we can see that some individuals and some companies have adapted so much better to it because they've made better decisions earlier on. So they made the disaster much less impactful for them for their teams and for their careers and for their businesses. So it's about what kind of a decision can you make today in an uncertain situation so that you can avoid that disaster in the future, so that you can avoid that missed opportunity, so you can be prepared and so that you can avoid, avoid dangerous threats that are far off. And our brains are really not designed to think about the long-term future. You right. know, our brains evolved for the savanna, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, we all lived in tribes of maybe 50 to 150 people. You know, life was very simple and life was very dangerous. So that's why we have our built-in anxiety responses. You know, we see a negative text from someone, we're like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, but that text is probably nothing. And it's certainly, you know, not going to kill us. Right. Like we saw the shadow. What if it's a tiger? You know, if people didn't learn to jump, they didn't make it. And so we're all the descendants of people who jumped at any kind of little shadow sound. And that's kind of what we're built for, and which is like the opposite of planning for the future, you know, not just for next week, next year, next three and five right. years. So how do we plan for that? And so you can learn more at disasteravoidanceexperts.com. We have lots of free resources you can check out there. Very interesting. I went to your website and checked it out. And um, I noticed that you work with your husband. Is that accurate? That is accurate. We work together and we have been married for like 18 years, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, it's been an interesting adventure to work with your significant other. Uh, we both have studied this topic for many years, and but yeah. my husband does have a PhD and he's kind of like uh, more of the front page kind of credibility. He's actually authored papers. Right. On cognitive science I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting stuff. So I kind of feel like I'm learning from the best and passing it on to others. And I'm also using the stuff on myself to help myself make the best decisions. For sure. For sure. I work with my husband too. Um, oh, you do? And, that's, and that's an exciting journey, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a lot of learning and a lot of uh, growth. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> not for everyone. So tell us what is your greatest challenge today? Let's get into that. Yeah, well, a challenge that I've been struggling on and off for many years, and I still haven't found like a magic hack is to how, because, you know, being self-employed, some people say, you know, I don't want to do a nine to five. Okay, great. Now you're doing a 24 seven for your small business, your business owner. And so there's always, you know, your day to day, but how do I actually make time to get to things that are not urgent, but extremely important. So for example, you know, writing new copy for your website, something like that, or improving your process. Whereas right now it works okay, but it takes you an hour a week instead of 30 minutes a week. But you need to spend four hours to save that time, you know, forever. And I know it's a good decision to make and I should do it. But like weeks and months pass and I haven't made the time for that. So that's just something uh, on and off. I, it's really kind of a challenge yeah. for me. It's interesting that I'm talking to you because I'm curious to know how would you avoid the disaster of not doing the stuff that's important but not urgent, right? So I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious about that. If if the if the roles were reversed, what kind of advice would you give yourself? I have a whole bunch of advice, but I'm curious how would yeah, you? Yeah, you know, I love that. that, and I know talking as a coach to coach, you know, every coach needs a coach, like every therapist needs a therapist. Yeah. You know, it's always so much easier. And actually, one of the points of advice that we have. So if you go to our website, DisasterAvoidanceExperts.com, and you can sign up for a free email course. And one of the kind of modules is, you know, you. One of them, it talks about this very helpful tool of imagining what a trusted advisor would say or asking, you know, calling up, hey, Kim, what do you think I should do? Yeah. Or if it's the middle of the night and Kim is sleeping, you're just like, okay, just close your eyes. Like, okay, what would she say? And that works pretty well, you know, in a pinch. And so it's always so great. You know, I love coaching others and giving them advice, but, you know, it's really hard, you know. So, you know, if I was coaching someone, I would kind of ask them, you know, why is it not working? What do you feel? And Honestly, you know, sooner or later, we would unearth some kind of underlying feelings of kind of like, you know, what is it? Like, if you have the time, why is it so hard? Why are you procrastinating on that? Yeah. And that would be, of course, different for everyone. Sure. Um, It's interesting. I know a lot of people who have uh, uh, the concept of WWKS. What would Kim say? They have I love it. They, they, They say that to me all the time. Um, I've heard it before more than once. Um, All right. So let's dig in. So it's interesting to me, right? So in your case, you're like, I'm trying to find a hack. And I think there are hacks that are tactical in nature, but that hack addresses a thinking issue that you have at play. So for me, as I listen to you and and I hear you saying there are all these things that are important, but I'm not getting to them. You know, I'd explore a few things. Number one, are they really important? And if they are really important, what's making them go to the bottom of the list? So I would explore that question. I would also explore the question of, is it you that has to do them? Right? They're sitting on your plate and perhaps they should be on somebody else's plate. Right? And so for me, I, I view procrastination as a very, very important piece of information. And procrastination is useful in telling us if a person is aligned with that task or that goal. And what I find is that when somebody isn't moving in the direction that they think they should be moving, should being the operative word, I'm always interested in why they think they should be moving in that direction and then why they're not and where the lack of alignment stems. Mm -hmm. Very often people, they 
I can't find one person who doesn't think they should be doing something that they're not. And the question becomes, what slows them down? What gets in their way? And unequivocally, it's a set of beliefs that says, well, yes, it's important, but I'm needed somewhere else, right? There's a fire burning and I'm the only one who could put it out. Or these other things are priorities or these other things can't live without me, mm-hmm. right? And, and on and on and on. And so I would explore the beliefs that lie underneath the reasons why you're not getting to the, those important things. And I would even question if they're actually important. And I would question whether or not there are other people who could potentially take care of those important things. But I will give you a hack. <laughs> you like hacks, I think. I love hacks because I kind of use them a lot because knowing so much about how our brain is so imperfect and, you know, we have to avoid disasters because our dis- our decision-making is just like terrible for the modern world, our decision-making that if we don't stop and think about it, that automatic decision-making just kind of, you know, we have to hack it. And that's kind of what a lot of the strategies are that we, we've developed based on the cognitive science that's come out in the past few years. And so if you don't hack it, you know, that's kind of, you don't, it doesn't work. But if you do, then it's kind of like a habit. It's a, right. uh, like a thought habit. So kind of that's what's worked for me so far. So I'm a big fan of hacks. Okay, so let's talk about me. a hack. And I'm going to talk about a hack that I have in mind by doing it a little bit backwards. What are the things that you never miss that you always do? If you look <laughs> at your schedule, what are the things that you would never, ever say, I don't have time for that? Yeah, that's a very good point. A lot those are things I find when I have an appointment with my business partner, with my husband. And we've actually, well, scheduled many things because I we, you know, they would not happen otherwise. And then what would happen, we we are working together on an important and not urgent kind of project of like we constant like different questions about marketing. So Sometimes I'll be like, I'm too tired, or I don't feel like it, or whatever. And then we get postponed. And then he gets upset. And he's like, it's like your important, not urgent things are slipping, but now our important, not urgent things are, are slipping. And that's very bad. And he's kind of, he doesn't have this kind of issue with important, not urgent. So that's kind of more right. my But he's your husband, right? And if you're tired, you're tired. Do you have kids? Yeah, too? I am. But but then if I'm tired, like, you know, every other day, then it's really. But hold on a second. You showed up. You showed up today. Yeah, I showed up today. So then we ended up scheduling and we made it the whole decision with that we're going to have this, you know, this particular meeting once a week. And so we go through like elaborate scheduling in our calendar for a lot of stuff already. So this is just like another thing that we schedule. Okay. So you know why you know so, why you didn't miss your appointment with me? I make you feel bad. That would be terrible. <laughs> I feel bad you tell everyone. Agnes never shows up for her appointment. Who wants that? Okay. So you're wired to um please people, perhaps it doesn't even matter, but you're wired to make sure that you show up for others. You make, you make sure that you honor your commitments to the outside world because you don't want to look bad. You don't want to make someone feel bad. You don't want to not show up when they're expecting you. There's like a whole bunch of reasons why that we don't have to dig into that may or may not be healthy. That's not the point, Mm -hmm. but that's your hack. And the hack is to involve a third party in your appointment. A person yeah, so that you don't want to just, dis- yeah, exactly. And I don't care who that person is. It could be a co-op student. 
It could be, it could be a VA from the Philippines. It doesn't really matter who that person is, but once you involve a third party in your appointment, Mm -hmm. you're not going to not show up because that's not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. So kind of promise. And sometimes it feels very, I think, difficult to say, I struggle that with that sometimes like, Oh, when are you going to do this thing? Oh, like, I don't know. I'll put it on the list. It's like, Oh, I'll do it within three weeks. And then that's like, I'm mortified. I'm like, I have to do it in three weeks now. <laughs> but right. that's, that, that, that's a reasonable hack. I mean, totally as uncomfortable as I am to admit it. <laughs> it's a reasonable hack because it's in a way it's a low stress, low cost, but it keeps you to your word. And yeah. what we're really leveraging is how important your word is to you because you have a high degree of integrity. And so when it's your husband, you know, he's like, you know, he's part of your home. So just like it's easy not to live up to the promises you make to yourself, it's easy not to make to live up to the promises you make to your husband sometimes. It's not as easy as you think sometimes. <laughs> it's not as easy, but it's easier than not yeah. living up to a promise that you're making to someone outside of your home, which yeah. you would never do. <laughs> right? Maybe and, I should. Well, we should talk, right? Like that's a whole coaching conversation. But if you wanted a hack, what you really want to do is start to understand how you're wired and understand where your natural tendencies are. And, and anytime you want to create a hack, you want to leverage your natural tendencies. You want to say, what would I never do? And you want to build in your hack into that, what I would never do factor. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There you go. Disaster recovery. I like disaster disaster avoidance avoidance. because the disaster disaster is what happens when it's like due tonight and I have like 10 hours of work to do, which is, you know, college life. (laughs) Right. And so starting this paper the day before and I'm hating myself. So we don't want that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you an interesting story. I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So when I started my last business, um, many, 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 many moons ago, uh, I, I got co-op students to come and work for me from high schools. And because they would show up at my door at exactly one o'clock every day, guess what I was doing at exactly one o'clock every day. I was Mm -hmm. doing the work that they were hired to do with me. I had to pay attention. I had to be present. I had to give them my time. Right. And so I created it in the system. And if I didn't have anybody, then I was left to my own devices. And you know what happens at one o'clock in the afternoon? A nap, (laughs) a snack, lunchtime, all the other things. Right. Yep. Exactly. And so if you can build it into your mindset, into your, the way you naturally operate, Mm-hmm. then it becomes a lot easier to execute. And then it's not a habit you have to build. Yeah. And it would be easier to build if it's already, I think, I like this idea of scaffolding habits or scaffold habits. I don't remember what's the right way, but kind of like, like say if you have a morning routine or an evening routine that you're consistent with, it's easy to stick things on there because it's like exactly. a scaffold that keeps everything exactly. up. So I think I need to kind of look at where I can attach this. Exactly. And for you, the attachment is in some ways to To discomfort, a discomfort with disappointing others. Yeah. Discomfort with not following through. Yeah. 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 I'm very uncomfortable with that, but there you go. (laughs) That means it's good advice. That means that there's something easy for you to attach it to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, for those of you who are listening, who have a hard time following through on those things that are important, but not urgent, I encourage you to look at how you are wired and look at what you can put in place that would allow you to naturally and easily follow through. For many of you who are listening, it means attaching it to a person that you never, ever want to disappoint, knowing that with 100% certainty, you will show up because that person matters to you, because you don't want to disappoint them, because you don't want to look bad in their eyes. So think about that as an option. But beyond that, think about what are the things that are important and not urgent? And are they actually important? Or perhaps maybe they're not as important as you think. Also think about whether or not someone else might be able to do those things and you could pass them off. And also take a look at why are you delaying? Is there a reason? Is this thing that's on your list of things to do actually not that important to you, not aligned with you, not something you even want to do? Think about it that way. But Agnes, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your time with me, for sharing your challenge. I don't think you're unique. I think you're one among many, many people who struggle with this issue. But where do people reach you if they want to learn more about what you do? Thanks, Kim. My website is disasteravoidanceexperts.com. And there's a big fat button at the top where you can subscribe to a free course and get lots of uh, good free materials to help you avoid decision disasters in the future. Amazing. Thank you so much. And again, if you have a challenge that you want to share with me, please reach out to me. My email address is frameofmindcoaching. Sorry, it's kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We'd love to have you on the podcast. And if you have a challenge that you want to discuss, but maybe not so much on the podcast, a little more privately, please reach out to me as well. Again, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you're watching our podcast, listening to our podcast, please like, please share, please comment. We do want to spread the news and we need your help to do it. Until we see you next week, have a great week.